This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, indeed. I am joined by Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. Good morning, Mary. Great to be here, Danny. It's always great to have you uh, in studio. Uh, Mary, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Uh, Mary is a horticultural science faculty member and extension horticulturist at the U of M. Knows her stuff and she uh, helps us out along with the uh, uh, Julie certainly, and uh, and uh, Teresa, Teresa as well, um, and we appreciate that. I know our listeners really appreciate that. Uh, what can you tell me? What happened to fall? <laughs> what happened to fall? We missed it. We missed it. It went, it went so quickly, and uh, we have the colder temperatures now, much below normal, unfortunately. And uh, you and I were just talking about even the soil temperatures yeah. are cold now. So you can Google uh, soil temperature, uh, put your zip code in, or just put Minnesota in. And there are maps through um, a couple of different sources, but you can look at those and you can find different soil temperatures at different depths, two inches, four inches, six inches, whatever. And it is already just right about at the freezing mark at the top of the soil. So we're at like 33, 34 degrees for soil temperature. It's really cold for this early. It really is. I remember the other day clearing some uh, more leaves again and again, but walking on uh, the turf and especially where it was kind of dug up for the aeration, it was rock solid. Crunchy it was like granite. Or rock solid, right? <laughs> yes. So on, we're on, talking about for, for dormant seeding. Now. Yes. So for dormant seeding, you just before uh, uh, freezing, thirty-five, forty-five degree temperatures in the soil is what you want because you want the seed to kind of get down into the yeah. soil with that with that freezing and thawing, and then it doesn't germinate, and you wait, and then it gets a head start for the spring. But uh, if you have not dormant seeded, um, it's it's really late now. If you've got the seed um, at your house, you could do it today. Do it today. Otherwise, it's you miss it for this year. And normally, we say you've got till mid November till yeah. it's cold enough. But it, you know, it's great that you can see the soil temperature. Then you really know because it's a variable thing. It's different every year. And how do we find that online now? So if you just Google soil temperature maps, uh, Minnesota, yeah, they'll come up. There are two or three. um, The Department of Agriculture has a good one for the state of Minnesota because uh, farmers are very concerned about soil temperature and fall fertilization. So fall fertilization, we don't want nutrients to run off the soil. And farmers are very concerned about this, and so they want to know what is the temperature because they want the nutrients to be absorbed into the soil, not running off. So the Department of Ag has monitored the temperatures very well in the fall, and that's great for home gardeners as well Yeah, see what's going on. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, you can call it in or text it in to Mary, and that same number applies to either the phone call or your text questions. 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. You know we t- tend to get busy on this show, so if you do have a question for Mary, call it in or text it in right now. Don't hesitate. In fact, if you want to go to the Apple House, don't hesitate there. This either. is the last weekend for the Apple House out at the uh, Arboretum, so yes, you can 
uh, go online, find the arboretum.umn.edu website. There's a phone number there where they will list and tell you what apples they're selling at the Apple House. So a lot of the Minnesota varieties are out there. Uh, Some sell out quickly, so this is a great time to get them. They'll probably have a few more pumpkins and squash left. The big pumpkin tree came down at the Arboretum, and the winter lights exhibit is going up. That will open in about uh, 10 days or so from now. But still, it's a great weekend to walk at the Arboretum. Get out and see. Uh, you can see the beautiful carpets of yellow leaves now are on the ground under the ginkgos and under the maples. They've come down, but... Uh, no ice yet on Three Mile Drive, so good time to get out there and walk. Uh, we did some taping the other day uh, at the grass collection and talked about the winter interest of the grasses, so that's another uh, great thing to see. It, it's such a great uh, destination that uh, you know we've recommended for years to have you know when friends and relatives come in, especially for the holidays. Yeah, bring them to the arboretum. Take them to the arboretum, and you know if you go online to the arb, there's actually a new calendar feature on the website over on the right, so you can click on today on a calendar, and it will show you all the things that are happening today or tomorrow in the coming week and so on. So a great uh, new feature on uh, what what's happening out at the Arboretum today if you go. And it's world-known, wide-known, isn't it? Very, very wide-known and won the best uh, botanical garden in the United States with a that? popular vote from USA Today. So, yes, great, uh, great place to visit. I know we have to go to the phones. Don't have to. We want to. But I, uh, visiting the Arboretum this past summer, I, I think I may have mentioned it to you. You walk around with all the, the, the people walking around and the different languages spoken. Yes. That's fun. It's like, it's like world it travelers. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's right. Yes. All right. Uh, 651-989-9226. Let's go to Elmer, who's calling from Bloomington, Minnesota. Elmer, you're on with Mary. Thank you. Uh, my question is, is I have leaves now that are still falling, and there's still some snow on my grass. Can you ride on your lawn with a ride-on mower to mulch these leaves now without hurting it? Uh, yes, uh, Elmer, you can. Um, they, and you should take off the leaves because you don't want more than 20% cover of your lawn. If that lawn is covered up with leaves, uh, it's going to die in the winter time. So go over it with a mower or the rake uh, to remove the leaves. So, yes, yeah, that's the one broad project you got to keep doing. You're right. It's like the movie Groundhog Day. I mean, I, the leaves are gone, and then five minutes later, they come back the next again. morning. The silver maples are really one of the last trees to drop. And uh, I have a big silver maple in my yard, and it's the, the second week in November is when it really starts to come down. So right now, that tree, if you've got a silver maple, they tend to be late. So that's one of the last ones to come down. See, a lot of... Uh a tree trimming business going on in the yes. neighborhood. Yes, yeah. So this is it. This is winter now. Yeah. Winter <laughs> is the time to do uh, tree pruning, uh, pruning oaks and things like that. And also, when you can see the branch structure of your trees. So uh, we have a lot of information on the extension website, extension.umn.edu, about hazardous trees, pruning trees, how to select an arborist. You know, a lot of people are concerned about, you know, who do I pick to come out and look at my trees? 
the professionals really will do a good job for you. Uh, very few homeowners have the uh, ability, the capacity, the tools, whatever, to yeah. get up in a tree. That's a, a crazy idea. So hiring a professional is the way to go and how to, how to, what to look for in a professional. Uh, this is the time of year to do that because many of these companies are busy. They will yep. schedule a month out when they can True. come and do the uh, tree work. But wintertime uh, is a good time to see what's going on with your trees. And how do we search for an arborist? And there are many good ones around here. Yes, there are many good ones, but we we have um, the International Society of Arboriculture has their um, licensed and certified arborists, and that's a logo that's usually on with the arborists. And then at extension.umn.edu, um, how to choose a tree care professional or arborist, that uh, pub should come right up for you. All right. When we come back after this quick uh, quick break, we'll chat with Ken calling in uh, from Egan. So, Ken, hang on there. 651-989-9226. Or, again, send a text, same number, 651-989-9226. You can ask your question to Mary Meyer, either phone call or text. And welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO. Denny Long here with Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. Go Gophers today. Well, of course. Yes, a very big game today, right? (laughs) But you went to... (laughs) I went to the University of Minnesota for my, my last degree. My PhD was okay. for the U, so I'm cheering for <laughs> we, the Gophers today, even we, though I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I'm uh, cheering for the Gophers. All right, good. Good, right. good to hear that. All right, if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, you can call it in or text it in. Uh, that same number applies, 651-989-9226. Ken is calling in from Egan. We promised Ken would be next. Thanks, Ken, for waiting. What's your question? Sure, no problem. Say, I um, I think I missed a little bit of your question or your answer on the seed for the dormant seeding. So I have a bag waiting to put down. I'm uh, wondering if I if I can do that tomorrow or if I should just wait until spring to put that down. Uh, you really should do it this morning, like within the next hour, Ken, because if uh-huh. if you've got it. Uh, the soil temperature is already going down. It went down so much because of the cold we had uh, this past week. Um, tomorrow is going to be even colder. So as soon as possible, today is the last warm weather that we're going to have. So I, I, as soon as possible, if you can put it down today uh, before the rain comes yeah. this afternoon, that's that's the time. And that's about the only window, really, that's going to be left. Otherwise, the ground is going to freeze so much, the seed will just stay right on the top. It could wash off. Uh, so uh, sooner the better. All right. Text says this, do amaryllis bulbs need a special planting soil? Uh, not really. Uh, great great that you brought up amaryllis bulbs. I was thinking about them this morning. They take about six weeks, six or eight weeks to bloom. So six, six or eight weeks from now, it's going to be the holidays. That's how it's close not, we are to Christmas. Right. So if you want an amaryllis blooming or a couple of them or a display for Christmas, it's it's right now. You need to get that bulb uh, growing from the garden center. If uh, you had some amaryllis in the summer, you brought the bulbs in from outdoors, they were dormant, you can bring them up now and start to get them to grow. The ones that we tend to grow might take longer to start coming than the ones you buy from the florist and the garden center. Florist and the garden center, those bulbs are pretty much ready to go. But they don't need a special soil, but they don't like it really wet. So you see those bulbs planted with the top neck of the bulb out of the soil, 
Uh, you want well-drained soil. You don't want water to sit at the bottom of the pot. Okay. Another text says, has it been cold long enough to do winter trimming of hedges? Um, yes, it, it it has. The plants, I think, are pretty much into dormancy now. Uh, I prune some of my evergreen ewes and put those in my pots around my front door that were not frozen a week ago when I did this. But, that yes, you can prune uh, your uh, hedges now. Okay. Here's another text, Mary. It says, I want to cut down some old bridal wreath spireas. How can I cut them, to the ground or only a third? Well, it depends on what you really want the plant to look like. Uh, If it was my plant and I was going to do some major pruning on it, some of those stems I would take out at ground level and some of them I would cut back. So you don't want to do a... um, kind of a meatball look to this and just take off the top. Some of the stems you want to take off at the bottom and uh, some other pruning where you take off just part of it. We do have some examples of pruning shrubs uh, at the extension.umn.edu website, but I guess a short way to say that is a little of both. Some down to the ground, some partially. All right. Let's go back to the phones, Mary. I believe Nancy is calling in from uh, Marine on St. Croix. Go ahead, Nancy, with your question. Good morning, Mary. I have a couple questions. The first one, I still have canna bulbs that are outside in the garden. Is it too late to dig them up and bring them in? Well, not if you can get the shovel in the ground. That's really the problem at this point because it got cold so quickly with no snow cover on the top. that It's pretty crusty in there. So if you can dig them out, great. That top inch or two is where you're going to find the most uh, solid uh, soil. Otherwise, they will die. Okay, I'm going to dig them up today then. My second question is we want to turn about three acres of lawn into prairie. So we're starting to cover some of it with um, thick rolls of plastic. But do you know where I could find the best research on trying to kill off our lawn without using chemicals? Yes, there's some actually brand new information on the Lawns to Legumes website that is just uh, becoming developed now from the Minnesota uh, Board of Water and Soil Resources. So this is a new program in Minnesota. If you Google Lawns to Legumes, there are four different uh, projects they're recommending homeowners use to increase pollinators. And one of those is converting your lawn to a prairie And they show the methods of solarization there. So these are things uh, probably, Nancy, you might not do anything now this fall, but they will show you in the spring how to uh, cover up the turf and then uh, put in prairie plants and pollinator plants after that. I think I know the answer to the first question, Mary, on this text. Uh, There's a couple of questions. Is it too late to fall fertilize? And is it best to wrap arborvitaes in burlap or leave them open? Yeah, I think it's too late to fall fertilize because it's too cold. That fertilizer is not going to go anywhere. It could go into the street, and so the the uh, runoff could be an issue. So I would not fall fertilize now. 
And the next question I've already forgotten. Uh, <laughs> is it best to wrap the arborvitae in burlap? Oh, wrapping. Um, it depends. Um, arborvitae is pretty tough. It depends the exposure that is on the south side or the west side. And if you've had damage before, yes, I would consider wrapping it. If it's more protected or on the north side, uh, no, you don't have to. But wrapping is will protect winter burn and often uh, keep salt injury off. That's another uh, issue. All right. Mary, we need to take a break, bottom of the hour break. We'll have uh, more. In fact, we have another half hour of the show to go. So if you do not get your question answered yet, call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-989-9226. Same number applies to the phone call and for your text questions. Welcome back to this portion of our uh, Smart Garden Show. Denny all here with Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota, answering your questions by phone and by text. And again, that's the same number. Uh, the phone call, the text number, 651-989-9226. We have a bunch of those, Mary, so let's get to it. Where is, uh, okay, Do-do-do. all right, here's where we left off. What can I use to mulch plants? Mulching plants. So, well, if you're chopping up leaves now uh, with your lawnmower and raking leaves, Chopped leaves are a good mulch for plants. That's a good organic uh, mulch. Some people use compost. Uh, Some people for wintertime will use evergreen boughs and so on. But there are uh, a lot of materials. It really depends on uh, if you're talking about trees, shrubs, perennials, or if you're talking about a mulch in your vegetable garden. Some people use straw. Um, So... Lots right. of organic choices. Sure. And that's, again, another thing to look up on our website, uh, t- types of mulch, advantages and disadvantages of different mulches. You can find that at extension.umn.edu. And it's such a great, you know, when we get inclement weather and we're heading into the winter, and I guess we're already into yes. winter, uh, it's great reading material, especially if you're going to plan for the next spring and summer. Yes, it certainly is. You know, we have the Yard and Garden blog that we do. You can sign up to every uh, two weeks or once a month, at least in the winter. Uh, You get updates. You get the most recent articles. Julie had a recent article this fall on uh, great trees for Minnesota. Uh, Lots of choices of what to plant because people are planting different trees now with ashes dying. So lots of choices. So looking at that, we had the articles on fall uh, lawn care are there. Uh, new perennials, the award-winning perennials, I just wrote an article on that. So the latest information we try to put on the blog, the Yard and Garden blog at extension.umn.edu. All right. Texter says this, Mary, I missed the second half of the show last week. I'm not sure you answered this. But last year I had a beautiful native rutabecchia blooming in a, in a spot. Uh, this year, it reseeded itself in that spot, but no flowers. You think it'll flower next year, and what can I do to encourage flowers? I have protected it from rabbits. Good. Yes, I think it probably will bloom. Uh, Rude Beckias do have a tendency to self-seed. Um, one of the new perennials that I just wrote about is a Rudbeckia that doesn't get the leaf spot uh, so many of our Goldstrom Rudbeckias get leaf spot. The leaves get brown and they don't look good. What is the name of that new one? I've already forgotten it, <laughs> but I can look that up and uh, tell our listeners at the break. But that's, uh, yes, uh, Rudbeckia does tend to reseed. It's very likely the flowers will bloom on that. Oh, good. All right. Let's go back to the phones, Mary. Uh, Eric, I believe, is calling from Edina. Eric, what's your question, please? 
Well, I have a serious gopher problem. There's all these gophers in the yard with, like, garnet and gold on them, and last year I tried to get rid of them with a basher, and that didn't work. So this year I'm thinking I can go find a statue of a Nittany Lion, and it might work today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, I'd go for that Nittany Lion. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I think this person doesn't have a lot of real gophers, but just the golden gophers. Yes. Well, right. it was very timely. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Eric, I think. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Here's a question we get from time to time on the text screen. Do I need to cut my hostas down to the ground now or can it wait till spring to clean them up? You know, those hostas are going to die pretty much on their own. They're pretty conspicuous right now with those big leaves that are out there, but they really will melt away. And by the spring, there's not going to be very much to clean up. Sometimes the stalks from the flowers are there. But if you want to clean them up now, you can put those in your compost pile. Otherwise, they'll melt away. That's a good term. They, they do kind of look like they they melt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, uh, yeah, they, they dissolve or disintegrate pretty rapidly. Texture says, my succulents don't do well in the winter. Can I put them under fluorescent or grow lights uh, for the winter? Thank you. You can, and maybe that that really might help them. Succulents love a lot of light. So southern exposure as much light as possible when you bring them indoors. It's so much less than what they got in the summertime. So grow lights is a good alternative. Uh, this texture says, it's a great day to cover perennials in my garden with the leaves now that the soil temperature is uh, 31 in White Bear Lake. Yes. So should I cover my rhubarb? Another question from that texture. Um, you can cover your rhubarb if you want to. Rhubarb is really hardy. So um, I doubt if we'll have temperatures cold enough mm-hmm. that will kill that. But uh, the listener is right. Once the ground gets to frozen, that's when we put on the um, the mulch to keep the ground frozen. Right. We have so many text messages. Let's see if we can't uh, carry them through. Now that the second year of robust growth is done with our St. Croix elm, Texter says, can we trim it now or should we wait until Jan or Feb? Uh, you could trim it right now. Hey, this tree is only two years old. But robust growth. This is what's happened when we had all this rain. You see, we saw feet of growth instead of inches in some of our trees. And St. Croix is a nice uh, disease-resistant, Dutch elm disease-resistant elm. You know, I don't know if I'd be uh, pruning that simply because it's so young. The, the age of the tree concerns me. Uh, with doing much pruning. Usually you don't have to, but if you feel the growth is lopsided or different or something, it doesn't matter. You can prune it right now or January, February, e- either way. All right. Again, call in your uh, or text in your question for Mary. Here's another text, uh, Mary. We planted burning bushes in the spring, and they have not turned color yet. How long to wait? Wow. Well, uh, I think the reason they didn't turn color is because we had such warm conditions, and then bang, all of a sudden it got cold. So the chlorophyll that was in there didn't really die. Well, what's happened now is the the leaf is going to come off green. That abscission layer may not have formed yet. So I don't think you're going to see red in that uh, shrub yet this fall. I think it's over. They'll just they're just going to drop green. It could be due to the age of the plant. It's still getting established. Uh, that is a plant that will come through consistently for the fall color. Okay. Let's go back to the phones, Mary. Tim is calling in from Lake Elmo, I believe. Tim, good morning. What is your question for Mary? Good morning. Uh, 
interested in what type of pine tree to plant that doesn't get the needle wasting disease? Uh, needle wasting disease. Well, all the needles fall off a lot of the spruce that I planted last time. Yeah, so there are a number of disease problems, uh, right, depending on if you have spruce or if you have pines, needle cast, etc. What kind of, I have to look that up, Tim. Uh, I would go with a white pine, Pinostrobus, white, eastern white pine. Uh, that's one of our native trees. Um, it has a lot of disease resistance other than uh, deer taking it, deer eating on it, deer love that. That uh, does not get, I think it's Austrian that gets the needle cast the worst. So I think white pine. To, uh, to verify this, I would go to extension.umn.edu. I'd look up uh, what's wrong with my plant. I'd go to pines, and I'd look up diseases of the needles there. That's where all the information is of different species and the disease issues. All right. Here's a text. Uh, Mary. It says, uh, Mary, I took your advice. And had an arborist come out. He spent an hour with me, had lots of suggestions, identified all my trees for me, gave me ideas on my buckthorn and my lilacs, etc. I am a tree hugger, and I want all my trees. He concurred. No need to take out the old oaks. Just trim them up. Whew. Thanks for my favorite WCCO show. Wonderful. You know, what? not only oh, and she I, said I, go I, gophers. Go gophers. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, I like that. And she reminded us. The arborist helped her identify all her trees. The very first thing in tree care is what is the tree. You can't prune a tree. You can't treat a tree. You can't care for a tree unless you know, is it a silver maple, a red maple? What kind of ash is it? So tree ID, extremely important. Thank you. All right. Uh, Before we go back to the phones, let's grab another text or two. Here's one. My indoor hibiscus has lost all its blooms now. Where on the stems do I cut it back a third? You know, almost anywhere. The hibiscus will put out a new shoot and flowers if you have it in enough sun. So that bright sunlight in the winter, they they can still flower quite a bit. So it doesn't really matter. Um, you can, other than pruning it way down to the ground, of course. So if you, I wouldn't worry about pruning it unless it's really gangly, falling over, and just way too big. Then I'd cut it back by a third. Okay. Uh, let's see. I have a tree peony. Do I cut it down to the ground like others? Yes, it's a good idea to do that. The, the peonies really are uh, best if they're cleaned up in the mm-hmm. fall and that foliage is removed. The botrytis that comes in with peonies is is a problem. We like to keep them as clean as possible. So taking taking off that foliage and putting it in the compost pile, a good idea for a peony. Okay. Uh, one texter says, I still have snow on my lawn. Am I out of luck for grass seed? We've approached that a few times already today. Uh, you, yeah. you say maybe today. Well, maybe maybe today. But this person, if they have snow on their lawn, so that's there. There was some snowfall around the area. Sometimes, if the snow will melt, that might help your seed get incorporated into the lawn. I, I don't know. Is the snow going to melt, or are we just yeah. going to get more <laughs> on right. top of it? And then, is it going to be in the snow and just you know could run off? So. That's it's tough. It's tough to say. What you really want is seed soil contact. So if you can do that, if you can put that seed down and watch it disappear into the soil, then you're okay. But if there's so much snow, you're looking at the seed. I I, I think that's uh, wasteful. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. good idea. 
All right, Mary, we have to take a quick break here. We have more show to come, more phone call, more text messages on our Smart Garden Show. We're here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on uh, CCO Radio. We're around every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour, welcoming your phone calls and your text messages this morning from Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. And we have both, as usual, Mary. Uh, let's see if we can't catch up on... Uh, I'll tell you what, let's, Ken has been waiting there in Blaine uh, with a quick... Ken, what's your question? Uh, good morning. Uh, I have uh, a few uh, evergreen uh, seedlings that I planted last spring, and they're in a fenced-in area. But I was wondering, do I need to cover those with leaves or anything, or do they survive the winter without something additional cover? You know, I think the most important thing, Ken, is that you water them. Um, ho- hopefully, and we've had quite a bit of rain now through the fall, but watering them is really uh, the most critical thing with evergreens. They're pretty hardy. So, um, you know, some leaf cover on the ground, not covering the seedlings up themselves is fine, but uh, I would be more concerned about water than, uh, than actually a leaf cover because you don't want to bury the plants. You want the needles, the green part out. Sure. All right, thanks, Ken. Uh, Texter says, can I wrap my delicate pine trees? Uh, well, you know, wrapping, we think about wrapping with the trunks for sun scald on trees, especially uh, thin-barked young t- maple trees and so on. We, we wrap the bark. But it depends on the exposure with your pines. Uh, If they're near a road where they might get road salt, then some type of a barrier keeping the road salt off is good. If they're on the south side where the wind is going to come and maybe desiccate them, then a barrier is good. But otherwise, uh, you don't need to wrap them unless they're in a really exposed site. Mary, a texter wants to know, how do you care for uh, succulents over the winter? I've never had to do that. Yeah, we used to have a lot of people now with succulents being so popular as houseplants, people purchased them and had them outside. So the brightest light conditions that you've got, the south side, the west side of your house, uh, you can put additional lights on if you don't have sunny conditions. The additional lights will help. Uh, succulents won't need much water in the winter. You probably won't have to fertilize them at all, but just as much light as possible. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a texture that wants to uh, uh, fall fertilize. Uh, do you think it's a good idea taking your mower out, mulching the leaves finely into the ground? That's what I plan to do today as everything is dry. Yes, you can do that with your leaves, and you should do that with your leaves so that you don't have more than 20% cover on your lawn with the leaves. But fertilization, I think it's too late now to fertilize. Uh, Often we would be saying it's okay, but it's gotten so cold that we're to the point where the soil is just about frozen. So frozen soil isn't going to take up the fertilizer. You are not going to help the grass at all with frozen conditions. So no to fertilizer, but yes to keep mulching those leaves. Another text says, we have a number of apple trees that still have apples on them. Do we need to remove them or will they fall on their own? Yeah, they'll fall on their own. Uh, you might find some wildlife, some birds and so on that will come out and eat those. Uh, those will become an organic mulch under the tree. Um, and, you know, apples are funny. They can take the cold conditions, but when it gets down to below 25, 21 and so on, they're, they're going to freeze. 
Uh, they might be thawing out a little bit, and you can uh, maybe make applesauce or something with them. But they're they're okay. They'll naturally decompose. Another text says this, Mary, I have lupin and milkweed seeds. Should I scatter them on the ground now, or is that too late? Same answer, I suppose. Yeah, same answer. So if they can get down into the soil and work their way into the soil, yes. But it's it's really touch and go. Today would be the last day I would do anything like that because uh, it, the weather is just going to be too cold. Yeah. Right. All right, let's go back to the phones. Ed is calling in from Stillwater. Ed, you're on with Mary. Uh, thank you, uh, Mary. I My grandkid put in, uh, dug out some old uh, plants that I had in front of the sidewalk in the house and planted some boxwood. Uh, I know we're supposed to water them, and I watered them at least once a week. Uh, will they make it through the winter okay, or do I need to cover them? Uh, unless they're on the south side, I, I think they'll probably be okay without uh, covering them. Watering is the most important thing. Um, you know, I've had this boxwood, boxwood hedge for, I don't know, 15, 16 years, no damage at all until this past winter. Yeah. So hopefully we won't have another very cold, exposed winter. Um, you know, you could put a mulch around them if we don't have the snow cover that comes. Additional mulch uh, in the wintertime uh, could help them, especially with the roots and the lower part of the plant. All right, let's get back. Thank you, Ed. Uh, Texter says this, I'd like to keep my ivy geranium going over the winter so I can put it out again. How do I do that? The easiest way is just to keep it in a bright, sunny window. You might prune it back a little bit if it's getting leggy. Uh, geraniums can be grown year-round indoors. They can grow like a perennial and then just put them out again. So that's the easiest way. Some people take cuttings. They get the cuttings to root and grow those cuttings. Other people put the plant in the basement and let it go dormant. This is a risky way to do it, but uh, some people are successful that way. The easiest thing, just bright, sun, sunny window. A uh, question about rocket junipers. Bought five-foot junipers, but this past spring many boughs were brown. What is the prep for winter? Do I burlap wrap them? You might want to do it on this plant uh, because of what you're describing. Last year we did see a lot of injury. Um, I'm not familiar with that particular cultivar, but I would say it would be a good idea to construct some burlap to uh, protect that plant. The burlap doesn't have to totally enclose the plant. If you put it around the sides of the plant, that's a lot of times that will protect it from the wind. Yeah. I would like to confirm, is it safe to trim oaks now? We are in an area that's had heavy oak wilt. Well, with the oaks, um, you know, I always look on my Minnesota woods. We are in a low risk now, but the absolutely safe time is a little bit later. So it's it's into the dead of winter, December, January, February, when is the safest time. So I, I would, for oaks, I would uh, wait a little bit longer. They tend to go into dormancy later. How do I get rid of a texture says of the expanding lilac bushes safely? You can prune your lilacs right now. Uh, you can take lilacs off to the ground as long as they're a big old mature plant. They can come back from the ground, uh, which uh, we've done that sometimes at the Arboretum. But So you can prune them uh, quite heavily. Obviously, you'll be sacrificing the flowers for a couple of years. But if you've got some big branches, you can just take those off at the base. Okay. 
I think we have time, Mary, for one more phone call. Sue is calling from Blue Earth. Sue, you're on with Mary. Thank you. Mary, I'm just wondering, I want to plant a hawthorn tree, but I just reading about it, there are so many varieties, and I want a small one. Would you have a special variety you would suggest? Good idea, Sue. Uh, Not without looking that up. I don't have any hawthorn cultivars on the tip of my tongue, but I love that plant. It is shiny foliage, beautiful foliage, and and quite a bit of disease resistance. So I'd have to go to Uh, extension.umn.edu. We have a plant finder there, a plant uh, database that Julie Weisenhorn has developed, and you can look for hawthorns there and find good cultivars. Most of the ones in the trade are small trees. So they're going to come out under 20 feet. So most of them are little, but again, I'd look it up on the extension website. And then I did look up the American Gold Rush. Mm -hmm. American Gold Rush, that's the cultivar name for the rudbeckia that does not get leaf spot. American Gold Rush. We had a call earlier about rudbeckias and... That's a good one to look for next summer, Gold Rush. We have less than a minute to go. Uh, our Christmas cactus starting to bloom now. Last winter it bloomed a second time around February. Is that typical? You know, it is. If you kept your plant outside, it was exposed to cool temperatures. Now we have the short days. Cool temperatures or short days are what induce the buds on the Christmas cactus. So, yes, you can have that cactus blooming like three, four times a year if it's in bright sunlight and um Gets cool or uh, short days. Seconds to go, Mary. The website again? Extension.umn.edu. Click on Yard and Garden. You can search there for what's wrong with my plant, what tree should I purchase. Sign up for the Yard and Garden News. Excellent. Mary, always good. Always Always a pleasure. pleasure. Thanks so much. Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.